Welcome to Done and Done. I'm Alicia, your hostess on this podcast journey, all things Dominic Dunn, where it really does all come together. This week, we are concluding with our six degrees of Robert Evans. In this episode, there is a health catastrophe, a few more wives and divorces, and just a few more stories to tell to bring us out of this series. Before we begin today's episode, I do have some huge thanks to give to our most recent supporters over on Patreon. Holy cats to all of you. Amazing. Emily R., Kelly, Melly M., Kelly A., John D., and Kathleen H. So tremendously grateful to each of you and all of our Patreon supporters. If you are looking for ad-free and early episodes, bonus not done yet episodes and other goodies too patreon.com slash done and done is the place to go to get more information patreon is loaded with extra content that supplements all of our journeys today it is to robert evans who after the last decade of the 1980s where he was decidedly not on top what is robert evans's third act Let's investigate. The decade of the 1980s were a little rough for the kid with the Cotton Club murder, but he does get by with a little help from his friend Robert Shapiro. Nice to have an attorney you don't ever need to pay. Honestly, the 1980s were terrible for Robert Evans. The 1990s certainly have to be better. Well, that's a mixed bag. But let's talk about Robert getting by with a little help from his friends. This is really a testament to friendship in this time. We have talked about Robert Evans's Hollywood home, Woodland. Let's get into the time that Robert lost his beloved home and how he got it back. Although Robert Evans loved Woodland, his estate, he lived there until he died. There was a brief period of time when he actually lost his beloved home. After the scandals and the legal issues that plagued Robert Evans in the 1980s, he sold Woodland to a French entrepreneur. His name was Tony Murray. Tony Murray also happened to be Robert Evans's neighbor. Evans at that point needed the cash, so he sold Woodland for half of the price that it was worth. Robert Evans writes in his memoir, what had been my Garden of Eden for close to a quarter of a century was mine no more. Now, Robert Evans was still living at Woodland paying $25,000 a month in rent to the new owner for his home. Goodness. Robert Evans tells Vanity Fair, I didn't realize how depressed I would be when it was taken away from me. I wanted to get into a car and go one way, kid. I was going to kill myself. No theatricality. Just as soon as he signed the papers, Robert Evans regretted this decision. Woodland was not just his home, it was part of him. It was his most comforting and consistent companion. Before long, Robert Evans tried to convince Tony Murray to sell Woodland back to him, but 
No luck. Tony wouldn't do it. Robert Evans fell into a deep depression. At the time, Robert Evans was producing the movie The Two Jakes with his very good friend Jack Nicholson. Robert Evans says, We would come back here to watch the dailies every night, and Jack saw me shrivel in front of him. We cried together. We actually cried together because I didn't have my house. Jack was sensitive enough to see that loss. And when Evans resolved to buy Woodland back and his overtures to Tony Murray fell flat, well, it's nice to have friends. Jack Nicholson took matters into his own hands. Evans explains, He got on a plane and flew to Monte Carlo for 48 hours to see Murray. He caught him in his bathrobe as he was getting ready for the Red Cross Ball. Jack Nicholson talked Tony Murray into selling the house back to Robert Evans, with Robert saying that Jack did not make one penny profit. Evans continues, Tony was shocked that Jack would fly halfway around the world to plead on my behalf for what he considered to be just a piece of real estate. Wherever Tony went that summer, he'd tell the story, capping it with, These film people, they're all crazy. Imagine Jack Nicholson on his knees to me. To share the good news with his friend Robert Evans, Jack Nicholson writes him a little note that says, Bobby, back home beautiful, Jack. Robert Evans framed that note and displayed it at Woodland until his death. So nice, right? What is helping Robert Evans come back in the 90s? In 1994, Robert Evans put himself back on the map and back in the spotlight when he wrote his memoir called The Kid Stays in the Picture. The Kid Stays in the Picture will likely go down in Hollywood history as one of the most telling and most gossipy books, full of embarrassing stories about many, many famous people. If you are looking for a wonderful Hollywood read to put in your bathroom or put in your beach bag, let me recommend The Kid Stays in the Picture. We have used this a lot in the reference for this series. Highly recommended as a book, we've only even scratched the surface with Robert Evans. It's delightful, The Kid Stays in the Picture. The Kid Stays in the Picture was actually so popular that it was made into a documentary by the same name. The combination of the book and the documentary started a resurgence in the interest of Robert Evans, especially from a younger audience who may not have even known about the Hollywood legend before. This autobiography is credited with launching the second phase of Robert Evans's career. Robert Evans will say in a vengeful voice, I was worth 14 million bucks in 1979. In 1990, I had to borrow money to pay my electric bill. Now I'm back on top, and don't you think it doesn't taste sweet? The book was the inspiration for the short-lived Comedy Central cartoon animated sitcom called Kid Notorious about Robert Evans and starring Robert Evans himself. Seems like the 90s coming out on top. It won't stay that way. We're going to take a very quick break to hear from our sponsors. And when we return, we're going to get into some lessons of life and love. Back in a moment. So, 1990s, Robert Evans back on top. 
until. One night, while hosting a dinner party in honor of director Wes Craven, on May the 6th, 1998, Robert Evans suffered a nearly fatal stroke. Evans was mid-toast, holding up a Bellini when he fell to the floor. Writing about the incident, Robert Evans recalled, Wes stood over me ashen. The king of scream, he was scared shitless. As he bent down to my motionless body, my eyes opened. Told you, Wes, I slurred in his ear. It ain't ever dull around here. Robert Evans will later tell a reporter, a bolt of lightning shot through my body. I thought I had died. I heard Ella Fitzgerald sing, It's a Wonderful World. But eventually, after many intense rehabilitation sessions, Robert Evans recovers from his stroke. In fact, he recovered enough to have proposed marriage (laughs) after a five-day courtship. When that marriage didn't work out, he said, It's my fault. My brain wasn't working right. Who was that marriage to? Robert's marriage number five, actress Catherine Oxenberg. Robert Evans suffers his near-fatal stroke May the 6th, 1998. It is on July 12, 1998, Robert Evans married actress Catherine Oxenberg, but the marriage lasted less than two weeks before being annulled, right at nine days, friends. Catherine Oxenberg is distantly related to many European royals. Her mother is Princess Elizabeth of Yugoslavia, who was briefly engaged to Richard Burton, after his first divorce from Elizabeth Taylor. Princess Elizabeth of Yugoslavia's mother, Princess Olga of Greece and Denmark, was the sister of Princess Marina, Duchess of Kent. Despite her semi-royal status, Catherine Oxenberg is best known for her role as Amanda Carrington on Dynasty. Of this very short-lived marriage, Robert Evans said, During my recent medical crisis, Catherine was there for me, and I fell for her. So much so, I forgot it had only been six weeks since I had been hit with a stroke. Between my various film commitments and the physical therapy, it became unrealistic to believe I could simultaneously incorporate a whole new family, home, and lifestyle that would have been terribly unfair to Catherine. Catherine Oxenberg said, As we all know, during a life-and-death experience, people tend to bond very quickly. Both of us acted spontaneously, and we regret any confusion we may have caused. At this point, we have reverted to friendship, being preferable to vows. Again, this marriage was annulled in nine days, Robert Evans said. We both agreed to annul our marriage, but not our friendship. Who knows? Down the road, maybe, we'll give it another shot. Robert Evans and Catherine Oxenberg did not ever give it another shot. But Robert Evans doing his thing. By the turn of the century, by the time we hit the year 2000, Robert Evans going on 70 years old, but age has never stopped a romantic heart. Robert Evans will try marriage again in 2002. This time, number six. Who is number six? Actress Leslie Ann Woodward. 
Leslie Ann was 34. Robert Evans was 72. This marriage does go for two years, but alas, we have divorce number six and meeting wife number seven, all happening in 2004. Robert Evans's seventh and last marriage was to former model Lady Victoria White. White was the widow of British billionaire Lord Gordon White. At the time of their wedding, Robert Evans was 75 and his new bride was 43. The couple met in November 2004 at a screening for the 30th anniversary of Chinatown. Their wedding took place in Cabo San Lucas in August of 2005. Of wife number seven, Robert Evans said, She's the only girl I've ever married who's not an actress or an aspiring actress, and you have no idea (laughs) what a pleasure that is. (laughs) As much as he may have been charmed by her lack of Hollywood aspirations, marriage number seven does not last. After only a few months, the couple filed for divorce, citing irreconcilable differences. Victoria possibly should have known that they were not headed for a lifetime of wedded bliss when Robert Evans actually proposed to her with a framed black and white photo of her and Sir Gordon White, her dead husband, with Robert Evans's face pasted on Sir White's body. That way, Evans explained to Time she could have us both at her bedside at night. Victoria White asked the court to deny Evans any spousal support from her vast wealth acquired when Lord Gordon White, 40 years her senior, died a few years after they were married. The divorce between Robert Evans and Victoria White was finalized in 2006, and from that point on, Robert Evans, no more wives, seven up, seven down. In the early 2000 aughts, this time period also, Robert Evans will reunite with our man Dominic Dunn. Remember, they had a falling out all the way back in the mid-70s with Robert Evans telling Nick that he was over in Hollywood. Ah, what the decades will not do. Dominic Dunn does work himself back on top, and the two old friends, Robert and Nick, were able to reconcile in this decade before each of their passings. It is time for one more quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk about the death of Robert Evans and what happened to Woodland and a few little strings to tie this series up. See you on the flip. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. The kid, goodness, this story has had so much action packed into it, but it cannot last forever. Robert Evans does pass away October 26, 2019, at the age of 89 years old. In his lifetime, Robert Evans fit 
in more than most people ever dream of doing. And when his remarkable, tumultuous, scandalous, and adventurous life came to an end from pneumonia, Robert Evans died at his beloved home, Woodland. The last tweet that Evans wrote were fitting last words. In July of 2019, he responded to a negative comment about him. Evans's response was, I bet your ass I've done more in the last month than you in your entire life. <laughs> Sounds like Robert Evans. Francis Ford Coppola, the director of The Godfather, who worked closely with Evans over the course of his career, said of the legend, May the kid always stay in the picture. What happened to Woodland after the death of Robert Evans? In 2020, Woodland was sold for $16 million to David M. Zaslav, president and CEO of Discovery Incorporated. With Discovery owning other channels as well as HGTV, TLC, and Animal Planet, Woodland will remain in show business just as Robert Evans would have wanted. After little or no maintenance following Robert Evans's death, Woodland had fallen into some disrepair, but the new owner and media giant plans to completely restore the estate to its original glamour and charm. The Zaslavs not only plan to restore the home and grounds, but have successfully petitioned the city of Beverly Hills to designate 1033 Woodland Drive as a local historic landmark. The Zaslavs also kept Evans's longtime house manager and butler. Planning Commission Vice Chair Lori Green Gordon praised David Zaslav's initiative in applying for the status. Quote, to say that he wants to preserve it, not just for his family, which I think is wonderful, but I think going forward, he looks at this as something that will be preserved for the community as a historic resource. I have to commend you because that is an act of honor and I really do appreciate that you do that for our city, unquote. The Zaslavs say their purpose in restoring Woodland is to, quote, ensure that the property is enjoyed in its original state for generations to come, to remember fondly generations of the past for generations of the future, unquote. At the hearing to get approval for the historic landmark designation, Beverly Hills Mayor Lester Friedman said, It is an iconic property. I thank you, Mr. Zaslav, for undertaking what is going to be a major project, but what is really going to be a crown jewel in our city. The Zaslavs have hired an architect familiar with John Elgin Wolfe's vision a former White House interior designer, as well as a landscape architect and a horticulturist to restore the property. The design plans for the garden include unique flower varietals created for and named after celebrities and nobility. They are also restoring Robert Evans's favorite piece in the house, a Steinway piano given to him by wife number four, Phyllis George. Just about a year after the death of Robert Evans, this is October 24th, 2020, there was an auction from the estate of Robert Evans that took place at Julian's Auctions in Beverly Hills. 
At this auction, over 600 items were sold. A photograph called Robert's Garden by Evans's friend, Helmut Newton, which hung above his bed, sold for $237,500 alone. Several other pieces of art by Helmut Newton sold, totaling nearly half a million dollars. Much of Robert Evans's Hollywood memorabilia was included in the auction as well. His 1974 Golden Globe for Chinatown sold for $83,200. A draft of the Chinatown script, signed by the screenwriter, sold for over $40,000. A leather-bound annotated script of The Godfather brought in $32,000. A set of telegrams between Robert Evans and Francis Ford Coppola during the filming of The Godfather went for $38,400. Even the brass nameplate that Robert Evans hung on his door at Paramount Studios sold for $22,400. The original estimate for that tiny, tiny piece was only $300, so it sold for 73 times the original estimate. That brass nameplate is truly a piece of Hollywood history. Just like Robert Evans, I don't think they come quite like this anymore. The story, the man, his films, his legacy is quite a testament to times gone by with a life filled with as much as he could pack into it. What did he say in that last tweet? I bet your ass I've done more in the last month than you in your entire life. To be certain, the kid always stayed in the picture. Investigators, there are so, so many other stories that connect into Robert Evans and the legacy he leaves in Hollywood. This is not the last that we're going to see of Bob within our done and done investigation, but that's it for now here on the main feed. We will be coming back here on Done and Done for you with all new investigations beginning Monday, February 5th. Just taking a quick week off to line up what's coming next. In the meantime, we never stop over on Patreon. This week on Not Done Yet, we are going to take a journey into John Elgin Wolfe the Hollywood architect who designed Woodland, few Robert Evans connections, so many other famous homes John Elgin Wolfe designed, along with quite an interesting personal life. That's coming for you this week, next week on Patreon when we're off here on the main feed. Patreon is dropping an exclusive double bonus episode on Not Done Yet about Mr. Hollywood himself, Warren Beatty. We're going to talk about life before Benning for Beatty and life after Benning for Beatty. Our man Nick has a lot to say on this as well, which connects into so, so many spiderwebs. Be on the lookout for that on Patreon next week to round out our month of January. Again, we'll be back here on the main feed Monday, February 5th. In the meantime, in our two weeks out here, it is a great time to go back and listen to our Capote's Coterie. FX's Capote vs. the Swans is releasing at the end of the month. It is a great time to catch up on our episodes. 
so you have the background to enjoy that piece of television viewing. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here, for spending your time with me, for listening in all the ways that you support Done and Done, telling your friends, your kind reviews and ratings, your awesome emails, and your support over at patreon.com slash done and done. You rock, and I am so, so grateful for you. Investigators, until we meet again, you know that I want you to stay curious and keep on investigating. Thanks for listening to the Done and Done podcast, a Hemlock Creatives production. You can email us at doneanddone at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at doneanddonepodcast. For further information about our episodes or sources, you can find us online at www.doneanddone.com. See you next week, friends.